Studios. This is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Let me read you some text messages. Actually, sorry, Facebook comments to, to start because as soon as I woke up this morning, I just fucking knew it. I knew it. It is what it is. Uh, here's one. Hopefully he feels like an ass for making fun of Joe Biden for always wearing a mask. Uh, the Simpsons said he was going to be dead. It's probably going to be true. Mm-hmm. This is just a political stunt, mm-hmm. says the latest comment. Uh, this one. The Prez has COVID? Well, that's crazy funny. Maybe he will wake up and smell the coffee. Not. What are the U.S. numbers now? He's just looking for a two-week isolation holiday to avoid the next debate so he can hide from the media. And the last one, karma. You know, uh, I think some people need to check their karma. I think some people need to. You know, COVID for Donald Trump is a bad news situation no matter how you slice it. And we're going to cover all the different angles on this. But let me just say, first and foremost, I think it's a real bad look, no matter how you feel politically and no matter how much you like or dislike anyone, you shouldn't wish this upon anyone, let alone a 74 year old man who drinks a shit ton of pop every day and eats red meat seven times a week minimum. This is a bad news situation for Donald Trump. If you are not sure what's going on, I know not everybody pays as close attention to the news as others. So I'll just read you the story quickly as it's summarized on scottandcat.ca. U.S. President Donald Trump's personal physician says Trump and the First Lady are both well after testing positive for COVID-19. The doctor says they both plan to remain at home at the White House while infected. Trump's positive test comes just hours after the White House announced senior aide Hope Hicks came down with the virus after traveling with the president several times in the past week. Trump is 74 years old, putting him at a higher risk of serious complications from the virus that has now killed 205,000 Americans. Wow. I don't know how anybody can be happy about this. Like, do you really want him dead? (laughs) Like, I get that you don't want him in the White House, but do you really want him to die? Oh, it's amazing. Um, Well, you know what it is, too, is I, I, I understand that Donald Trump doesn't doesn't come across as a sympathetic man at all. He doesn't seem to have that sympathetic bone, a sympathetic bone in his body. Like, let let's all be true about that. Right. He's he's very cold. He'll talk about things and people in the past, people who have died um, and it's just kind of a, well, whatever, he shouldn't have done it to himself, you know? So uh, to that, I understand from, from the point of view of people who are saying this about Trump, they, they think it's karma, like straight up, because he has been that way. He has been horribly cold and terrible. And the comments that he said about people who are going through a lot of shit in their lives, it, it astounds me. So, you know, is it karma? I don't know. I tend to believe in karma a little bit. I'm not wishing poor on him. But one of the memes that's really going viral now uh, is... Oh, POTUS and FLOTUS, they've come down with COVID-19. We wish Melania a full recovery. 
That's all it says, right? Yeah. No, it, I mean, it's true. Mm. No, nobody really wants him to recover, but he, I shouldn't say nobody wants him to recover. Of course, there are people that are that are in his corner and everything else, and he has all the best medical care you can ever dream of and imagine, guys. I personally think he's going to be fine. That's just my vibe on the whole thing. I think he's going to be fine. It doesn't surprise me there are people that are happy about it. I have people on my Facebook page. I'm going to have to probably put a note on this one because, once again, I mean, one person says... Uh, I think they made fun of Tom Hanks and his wife, didn't they? Maybe wait the two weeks, make sure they're okay, then we can go to full-out comedy. Um, Someone says, nobody should shed a tear if he dies. Someone else says, same probably applies to you, you snowflake little fucker. Uh, So it's already started. I mean, they're all over the, like, (laughs) they're all over the place here. Um, It doesn't surprise me. But the, 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 I'm not surprised people think that this is karma and are happy with it just based on what Donald Trump has been like. Well, yeah, sure, his entire life. But let's just talk about his presidency. During his presidency, he has come off cold. He has said negative things. He has said, he says he didn't wear a mask in the beginning, right? He has talked like this is nothing. He has done all those things. So that's why I think more people are saying, karma, bitch. You know, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think you should wish that on anybody, but that's just me. There's a number of people who are suggesting this is a political stunt. He did it on purpose. Okay, let me talk about that for just a second. Uh, There was a lot of people well before this news came out, like a month ago, that speculated Joe Biden would claim he's got COVID-19 to get out of the debate. He has to self-isolate. That's how he can avoid making any gaffes. He just hides. He can claim he's got covid That was a bona fide theory that was going around. And then the left was accusing Trump of doing the same thing. They said, oh, you watch. Trump will claim he's got COVID to get sympathy votes and so that he can pivot on the issue and uh, so that he can avoid Joe Biden. I can't see any man in their 70s claiming they've got COVID-19. I just can't see it being done in a global pandemic claiming they've got it for political gain. I don't see it. When it comes to Trump himself, let's let's talk a little bit about the office of the presidency. The president of the United States is well cared for, he and the first family, by doctors from the U.S. Navy. The Navy doctors take care of the president and his family. Do you really, really, really think that Donald Trump could convince not just the naval doctors, but the naval lab technicians and the senior vice admirals and so on and so forth to lie for him in a campaign? That would be a like without the biggest that leaking cover up. somehow. Yeah, this would be that would be like the biggest cover up of all time if if we had found out that was the case. And I'm with you. I don't think that that is the case. People just assume like people just think of him as a liar, right? So they think everything he says and everything surrounding him and all the everything he puts out there false not real, lies, compulsive liar. So that's why their automatic go-to might be to say that he's faking this. Yeah, I, I'm i going to be uh, um, defensive here of the president, not because I want to or because I necessarily like the guy, but I'm going to say it would be extremely difficult to pull off this lie and have everyone right up to the Joint Chiefs of Staff go along with it. You know that it was not just Trump's personal doctor And it wasn't just the U.S. naval doctors. It was a lot of people that would have verified that test before they went public with the president of the United States of America, the most powerful man in the world, 
contracting COVID-19. And all it would take is just one person who doesn't like him to say that was all bullshit. And the whole jig is up. Chances are he's got COVID-19. If he tested positive, you can also bet that before they put that news out to the world, they probably tested, tested, and double tested that sample just to make sure that they were right before they went public with that news. It's highly, highly unlikely that this isn't true. Now, maybe you're wondering, we had somebody ask this this morning on our Mm -hmm. FM radio show. Well, what happens now? Yeah. Well, let's be perfectly honest. Donald Trump is a 74-year-old man. He is the demographic that is most vulnerable to not just COVID, but to complications from COVID. So you can bet, and the U.S. government takes this very, very seriously. So that's another reason I think this isn't a made-up thing. They would have had to put Vice President Mike Pence on notice. They would have to phone the vice president. They might have woken him up in the middle of the night and said, so you know... The president has contracted COVID-19. He's in the high-risk group. You need to be on standby in case the president becomes incapacitated. If for whatever reason they have to put him under or they have to put him on a ventilator or he is just unable to fulfill his duties, Mike Pence will become the acting president of the United States. I'm not a fan of Pence, to be perfectly honest with you. I I never really liked the guy for the job. I don't know how he got selected as the vice presidential candidate four years ago. I'm just not a fan. The thought of him running the show, that kind of scares me a little bit. Okay. So, see, my and my question isn't about that. I'm not thinking the worst on this. I just have a feeling that Trump will be okay. Um, and, and you he's know, probably taking the hydroxychloroquine. He's probably exactly, going to be he'll, fine. And he'll claim that that saved his life for sure. But well, you know, a lot of claims could come out of this. Sure. Sure. But all of that aside, um, my question is, how is this going to impact right now? I mean, the the race, the elections, will it be will they be impacted because he isn't able to take part in any debate? No, apparently the next one scheduled would be directly after his 14 day quarantine. Mm-hmm. So if he was OK, let's say he um, he did a test. He's now negative. He's recovered. He's OK. Maybe he's got some lingering symptoms. Maybe not. They're go- they'll go ahead with the debate, I guess. But the fact that he's not doing everything that he would have been doing in this two weeks, do you think that's hurting his campaign or d- do you think it really friggin' matters at this point? I don't think it matters. I think most people have decided and tens of thousands of people have already voted. Uh, this is a weird campaign where it's not really about the big rallies and the make America great again and all that sort of shit that happened in the last campaign where they're filling up airplane hangers four times a day in different cities. I really don't think it's like that this time. People are getting their information from two different sources, traditional media and social media. And Trump can do all of that from his bed. He can just send out a tweet and it becomes worldwide news, whatever it is that he happens to send out. And same with Joe Biden. He can do the exact same thing. I do tend to. Oh, um, I, I do tend to think that in the campaign sense, they will likely move to postpone that debate unless Trump is completely asymptomatic. And there's conflicting stories right now because there's leaks out of the White House. I'd always love to know who these people are that leak shit out of the White House. Mm -hmm. Some people say he feels completely fine. Other people are saying he does have symptoms. I don't know how this is going to go down, but like I said a few times already, he's a 74-year-old man who doesn't look that healthy. He doesn't. Oh, he's in perfect health, Scott. He's fine. He's perfect. All the doctors say he's perfect. I mean, just amazing. Astronomical Amazing. Well, I tend to think that the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, and it's very early in his diagnosis. So, eh, you know, I I don't think that uh, 
we know one way or the other how he's doing, but I have to think, given his health, given the fact that he's a 74-year-old man, uh, catching COVID-19 is not a good situation. One thing I want to go back to, though, is another little civics lesson from America, for those who don't know. Um, If the president were to become incapacitated, Mike Pence becomes the acting president. Mm -hmm. What happens if something happens to Mike Pence? This is weird, but it's the Speaker of the House that would become the acting president if something happens to the president and vice president. The Speaker of the House is Democrat Nancy Pelosi. There is a scenario here, albeit uh, obscure. There's a scenario here. Where Nancy Pelosi could become the first female president of the United States without actually getting elected. She would just take over if something happens to the president and the vice president. That goes to show you how important, and of course, you didn't know the likelihood of this maybe possibly happening at the time, but it does go to show you the importance of that role. I mean, with or without this being a factor, it's a very important role, and there's proof right there is that it's not not like it's going to happen, but it is a possibility. It's out there. Let's give credit to Toronto Mayor John Tory, who called it right this morning in his first tweet of the day when he said, listen, the fact that Donald Trump caught COVID-19 should be proof to everyone that this virus knows no boundaries yes. and it can find its way in just about anywhere. Uh, and and Tory is quite right. There were so many protections around Donald Trump to protect him from COVID-19. It's astounding that this happened. Nobody gets near the president of the United States without having a COVID test, without being screened. I mean, the the gauntlet that people had to go through to get in front of Donald Trump. And it doesn't matter if you're a reporter or you've been an invited guest to the White House mm-hmm. or if you're the president of Israel. Mm-hmm. You get screened mm-hmm. the exact same before you get in to see the president. Yeah, but there true. are a I couple mean, of exceptions. If the president can catch it, that that's a great point by John Tory. It's, if the president can catch it, it goes to show you this virus, it, it, you, you're not exempt from it. Just because you think, that's okay, I've got Lysol in my car and I wipe down everything. It doesn't. And this guy's got people around him 24-7, basically a COVID team, to make sure that he doesn't catch COVID. And the guy caught COVID. So, well, I mean, you're absolutely right. It, it, it does go to show you that for sure. There is only a few people that don't need an appointment to meet with the president. It could be Ivanka doesn't need an appointment. Mm-hmm. There are uh, certain people in the White House that can just walk into the Oval Office at any time. One of those people is Hope Hicks. His senior advisor, Hope Hicks, got diagnosed with COVID-19 last night as well. She was with the president multiple times while they traveled over the past week. I don't know how the fuck Hope Hicks caught it. I mean, was this something as simple and careless as they went to Cleveland for the debate and Hope just darted out to a Starbucks and grabbed a coffee and picked up the virus and brought it back to the president? Was it something stupid like that? Was this an intentional infection? We don't know. Oh, no man. Idea. Don't start those conspiracy theories, Scott. Well, I mean, I'm just wondering how the hell this I happened. I coughed all over his keyboard, that fucker. <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, with the amount of protection that goes on around Donald Trump, there's no way the Secret Service and his protection team didn't have strict protocols in place For the people who have regular access to him. I mean, no, he doesn't meet with Supreme Court justices or congressmen or senators on the regular. And if he does, they need to get screened before they get into the White House. But nobody's screening Ivanka if she wants to walk in. Nobody's screening 
uh, Melania. Nobody's screening Hope Hicks and probably Kaylee McEnany. Nobody's checking them every single time they walk into work. But was anybody checking Ivanka and Melania and Hope Hicks and Kaylee McEnany to see what the fuck mm-hmm. they're doing when they're not at the White House? Because they don't live there. Trump does. Yeah. They've got to go home. They're probably picking up takeout, getting a coffee. Uh, I don't know, waiting in line to buy clothes. Who knows and what they're they doing? And if they are, there's people doing that. And then you wonder, okay, so then does that trickle down? Are there people that are getting the coffee and picking up the clothes and doing this and doing all those little things to get them in there? And the delivery people, the people who are cleared to go in to the White House t- zone, basically, are they making sure that they get tested and how are we sure they're tested every single day does there have to be proof of that i mean there's countless questions leading there, up to it this somebody fucked up big time sure yeah and this is uh this is pretty serious guys i mean the fact that the president of the united states who as i've said a few times again I hate to repeat my repeat myself, but he's not a healthy guy, nearest I can tell anyway. I'm not his doctor or even a doctor, but I got to think that when you eat a well-done steak seven days a week and drink a half a case of Diet Coke every single day, you're not as healthy as the average person. He doesn't seem like the type that's like, hey, you know what? Skip the steak tonight. Let's do tofu and broccoli. I don't think he's got that bone in him. So I, uh, I don't know. This one is, um, I hope he's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, really, we, wish really him, do. We, we do. We wish them, we wish both of them well and anyone who may have also caught it around them. I mean, if they have it, there's got to be more because he's got a bubble. He does have a bubble and I'm sure they're all getting tested. Some of them already did get tested and it turned out negative, um, like Mike Pence, for example. But anyway, we'll see what comes out of it and maybe they can. I have no doubt in my mind, though, Scott, you know him. He's going to track down and figure out how this happened. Yeah. Like Hope Hicks is going to have a talking to. And it might oh, not even be her yeah. fault. And it might not be her fault at all. This might, like like you mentioned, this could have been someone who was dropping something off and somehow she caught it. There's still things about the virus we don't know. So who knows? But she'll still have a talking to, no doubt in my mind. 100%. Let's get to one more thing that I want to fit into this edition of After 9. It's a new survey from AshleyMadison.com. Oh, the, Ashley the- Madison. <laughs> They say it's no surprise COVID-19 has been grueling on married couples, especially those with families all living under the same roof. Mm -hmm. There are reports of increased divorce filings as a result of the government mandated lockdowns. Ashley Madison says that directly translated into more signups for them. More people that wanted to have an affair, to hook up, to go outside their bubble. So here's some of their findings. Finding number one. Lack of sexual inhibition is the primary complaint of married individuals during lockdown. Thus, many aren't having sex and have become less attracted to their spouse. They say 53% of members say lockdown has been the most time they've ever spent with their primary partner. And not having their sexual needs met at home is the reason 64% have been having affairs during the pandemic. 76% have essentially given up on trying to revive the sex life with their spouse. 74% are unlikely to stop having physical affairs once the pandemic has ended. Will you please think about your fucking partner for a minute here? Will you please ask yourself, how can I make them happier in bed? What can I do to make sure that they're a little more happy? How can I tire them out before it's sleepy time? (laughs) Or take advantage of the different rooms in your house, the different corners and the different places that maybe 
I mean, you're stuck there, so you might as well just venture out there. Uh, by the way, though, back to Ashley Madison for a second, because we've done lots of Ashley Madison surveys. Do we know their numbers, like the actual numbers of the people that join? No. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised. I really don't think there's as many people joining those services as they like to make it seem. They, they definitely do a great job at putting their name out there, and I know it's Canadian-based company, correct, Scott? Yes, it is. Great, fabulous, so yay. But, but <laughs> um, a lot of people hate on them because of what they do. For those that don't know, by the way, this is a, a website where you basically go to discreetly have a relationship, an affair, basically, yes. with somebody else. So you're in a relationship, you go to Ashley Madison, you sign in. I really don't think today as many people are doing that. I mean... <laughs> There's so many other ways to do it. That's the thing is like, you know, if you're going to be creep, if you're going to creep like that and you're going to disobey, you know, all of the rules of marriage or whatever relationships in general, you're probably not going to go online to AshleyMadison.com and sign myself up with a profile that's super discreet. Like you don't want any tracer trail. I just anyway, I do call bullshit to the fact that like we have so many subscribers, guys, it's been escalated like. You, I don't, I don't really think you do. I think you're, you're hanging in there and maybe you're doing well enough that you're keep, obviously you're keeping the website going and good, good for you, I guess. But I, I, anyway, I just always like roll my eyes a little bit with anything to do with them. And I wonder how many people, I think even, I could hear you do that. Yeah. Actually. I, I wonder how many people even take part, you know, in it. But anyway, I don't think, I mean, we know that they're not wrong there because Divorce lawyers are busier than they've ever been. So no most shit. definitely there's... You try getting a reply. Yeah. Reply. <laughs> like, honestly, most definitely there is something to be said for being in isolation. And if you are one of those people like myself, I consider myself lucky. I know you do too, Scott. You won't say it, I'm sure, but I know you do. That you're lucky enough to be with a partner where you actually enjoy their company and you look forward. Like, I'm so looking forward to the weekend, being with my partner. I'm so excited. But I know there's some people that just loathe it. And that well, makes me sad. It really does. It's sad that there are people in that state that are like, I dislike being around you so, so, so much that I'm not looking forward to it. Like, I hate being in isolation with you. That makes me kind of sad. Well, the irony of this particular study is they found a lot more people have just given up on their marriage because, number one, people felt sexier during the lockdown. They wanted to do it. The problem is, is that they felt their partner didn't put the effort in, and that's what made them throw their hands in the air, couple that with boredom and a little bit of fear, and said, fuck it, I'm just going to try and have an affair. That's their take on it. My question to you guys is, did you even fucking try the glory hole? Like, did you even fucking try? Did you do anything a little bit different? With all this time together, you've got Bonnie Henry out in BC and Teresa Tam saying, try glory the glory hole. hole, it's safe. I forgot, you know what, Scott, Do whatever the fuck I, you want. Do something different. Did you even try to do anything fun God, for your relationship? I totally forgot about that glory hole thing until you just brought it up. That's Go cut a hole in your door at I home, forgot. cat. I totally forgot about that. That, that. I can't believe that was real life. Did that really happen? Oh, my God. You didn't God. dream it. You I didn't forgot. dream it. I forgot. The chief medical officer of health of New York and British Columbia both said, cut a fucking hole in something and suck a dick. He's <laughs> not lying. Cut a hole in your closet door, take your pants off, bend over and back up. Let's fucking go. Let's not catch the COVID. Suck on it from the other side of this wall. <laughs> And on that, you guys have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for downloading After 9. Hit the subscribe button because we've got more episodes coming out next week. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.